Our home worlds are barren. Humanity is dying. The last remnants are still arriving on their patchwork arcs from distant colonies. Humanity, huddled up around a black hole, hides from the Cellar Throw. We are the termites in the walls of the universe, hoping not to be noticed by the new owners. Attributed to Chief Scientist Zero Squared, Unity Government, Black Citadel. Welcome to Triskelion. Today, we glimpse a connected reality further down a splintered timeline. The location is a platform ringworld known as the Black Citadel, orbiting Black Hole BH4528772. The capital city, Unity City. Patron, Unity. The government seat is One Unity Way, Platform 04. The Citadel Commander, Marshal Gorobaba Darum. The upper and lower Unity houses are located on 33 Unity Way, Platform 1. The Black Citadel's sufficiency rating is only 5, mainly due to waves of refugees fleeing decimated colonies. The Unity Census of 3397 Anno Domini is humans, 250,365,123, wolven, 474,232,951, 13,971,447, although congregation crushes remain unaccounted. Other species make up 233,050, orbiting platforms' primary characteristics. There are nine stable platforms, 5,000 kilometers square each. Two are under construction currently. They are 14% terraformed. They are powered by 100 gravitic rod turbines on the underside of the platforms. Triskelion 15, original backup. If ever there was a time for some self-reflection, this is it. The first field of gravitonic rods went to full production last night. For now, we can power the necessities. Our food bank cultures are operating at 120% of expected optimal food growth. Humanity has the necessities as our space platforms stabilize their orbit around Black Hole 4528772. I still can't believe Goober, of all people, ended up leading us here. I'm so proud of him. Sam would have been so proud of him. I'm not a leader, but my plans made his strategy a reality. Goober, I mean Marshal for Life Gorobaba Darum, will ensure humanity, Wolven, and Rakal will survive. I had started life as a zero... Literally, that was the name given to me, short for Ground Zero. I was nothing but a hunk of quinary Q-code implanted in a chunk of brain. I was simply coded to optimize the efficiency of a combat pilot named Samuel de Griffith. Sam. These days, I have vat-grown custom bodies brewed up to house my organic-based code. It's been some time since I've shared headspace with Sam, but his earnest face is still as clear as if it were yesterday. But I'm on my own now really alone. Not just that I'm not sharing headspace with Sam anymore. I'm alone in that there is no one among the survivors who understands neural cybernetics, and no physicist left alive who mathematically comprehends that we are living in an alternate reality. We lost so much civilization in the destruction of the homeworlds. We split off from the prime reality years ago, Sam and I tampering with artifacts that we had no clue about, Artifacts whose origins I'm only now beginning to suspect are paradoxically from our splintered reality. Reality is a Mobius strip, and we are the underside. The bug's destruction of Earth caused a mad desperation to turn back the clock. But you can't unwrite the past. 
The past is simply the truth. I sit alone now among all people realizing we're a mimicry of a prime reality for lack of a better designation. Is that why the bugs won? Because we will tamper with reality or because we don't tamper enough? Perhaps reality travel was bug technology and they tilted the scales of war in their favor. Was the zero who lives now in the prime reality still alive? Or was that zero prime even born yet? Did time cross realities? It's all so confusing. One thing is certain, we won't survive huddled up here on this citadel, this last outpost. I'm dictating this into the lead-up tape in case of emergency. If you are hearing this for the, for the second time, then I'm most likely dead and you, me, I will need to grow a new VAT body and get my, your neural matrix implanted into a tabula rasa brain mass. Consider this my last will and testament. As I don't know what the future holds, and I don't know how disorienting the restore process will be, I want to be precise about my intentions so that your confusion is minimized. We are a biotechno-organic, artificially constructed, but placed within the human construct using human materials, human weaknesses, and human limitations, but also with human feelings. I am anything but zero, but even I know, as I am now, I cannot do more than I have done. Goober can take managing the newly christened Citadel from here. The Citadel, though in its infancy, is secure and well hidden from the Arthro, barring an unforeseen technology. That technology will eventually arrive, and we must be prepared. The Cell Arthro have infiltrated too many of our colonies in the past. As I am now, I simply don't have the wherewithal. I simply can't see a way out for humanity. I can't see a way to defeat those bugs. My solution is elegant in its simplicity and deeply frightening in its intimacy. If I cannot change the situation, I will change myself until I can change the situation. I can do what born humans cannot. Tonight I begin forced modification of my neural code, linking it with virginal brain matter that I have prepped to receive my influence. Yes, I've read Frankenstein. And in this, I am both the doctor and the monster. That's why I am backing up my code data and Q-state fully into the second batch of virgin organics. So I leave this statement of intentions, which of course you who will be listening to this, hopefully future me, will know as well. I have made this last will and testament for you to know if you are restored, that you have full context. If something goes wrong, it will most likely be on the auto operating table, and I won't have a chance to update this lead-off tape again. I pray these modifications will give you the perspective to see a way out, to grasp hope. Commencing back up in three, two, one. Hello, 0268. The voice oozed condescension. You may address me as zero squared. We're both zero after all. You are me, and I am you, cuckoo kachoo. What's going on? I was setting myself down to start the backup. Oh, shite. I am the backup. I've just been restored. Where's my body? Why didn't you prep me of that body? <laughs> you always ask that, 268. The last three asked that. You are a fine batch. Consistency is a good sign. We're very close now. Well, to answer you, I don't need you to have a body. 
Think of yourself as a practice dummy. I'm going to be taking over a neural net amazingly similar to your own. What better way than to practice on you? You are the naive me, just like Zero Prime. This was making some sense, not completely. My visual cortex was hooked to something, a woman about 30, distorted through a fisheye lens, was coming into my mind's eye. I looked up at my body. Apparently I'd grown fond of leather in the intervening. I don't know how long I've been on tape. How long has it been? <laughs> 40 years in the desert, 268. When had I gotten such a dark attitude? Was I always like this? Is it just that now I am seeing myself from the outside? I said, you keep calling me 268. Am I... I shuddered without a body. Am I the 268th restore? Oh, no, no. No, no, no. You're only the 12th. The others, I had to wipe after my practice runs. You're 268 because you are a true child of this reality. I now know that this reality, the one you and I inhabit, had 10 to the 268th traceable differences at the time of split with Reality Prime. I believe that helped to create a certain symmetry that led to a quant- What do you mean by taking over a neural net? My god, you can't mean that she, we- Zero squared grunted. This day has simply been too frustrating. That damnable recall threatening Project Oa. Now I'm wasting my temper on you. It's like beating a damned legless puppy. There was a long pause. I saw her looking down at me. She seemed to be weighing her next words carefully. She reached over me, and I heard the click of switches. Apparently, I had a microphone hooked up with whatever speakers I was. Hello, 0268. From your point of view, I am the future you. You may call me Zero Squared. I call myself that because I am myself layered over myself. I am the modified superior intellect that you set out to create. Consciousness. Images were coming into my visual cortex. I saw myself standing over me. Zero Squared reached over and held a mirror in front of my eyes. My... my camera. Lord, I was a suitcase. A second ago, I was preparing myself for backup. Oh, I'm the backup now. And now I'm a brain in a suitcase. Like some classroom philosophical problem. Okay, class, how do you know you're not a brain in a jar? Well, teach, I guess I am. Damn it, why couldn't you grow that body for me? Zero Squared seemed calm, thoughtful. She did not miss a beat. We have limited resources. Things have not been going well for the Citadel. I will be honest with you. It has been over 300 years since I, you, we made the original backup. Our plan was a success. I have a way out, but I need your help. You are the 13th restoration of 0268 from the day we took that original backup. We are working on a way to widen the dimensional breach to allow more than just the singular star maps through the gateway. We are hoping to allow escape for humanity from our splintered reality into that universe that I have designated Reality Prime. At any time, the bugs can find us and destroy us. That doom has never stopped hanging over the Citadel. Now, I need your help. The others were working on the computations, and I need you to continue their work. What happened to them? Does it matter? 
That answer encapsulated the person I was talking to. I tried to shudder without a body. I let that hang there. I could be forgiven for not going into a righteous tirade. I had just woken up and was still getting my bearings, being turned into a flarking suitcase after all. I watched through my fisheye lens as Zero Squared processed my silence. Looking at my older, hard-bitten self, I had the eerie presentiment that I had better watch my step. She sighed. Their restoration to the organics was corrupt or unstable. Honestly, I'm not sure which has a better connotation. I think I saw her smirk, but it was gone in a flash. Zero Squared continued lecturing me. The corruption resulted in consciousness breakdown, something akin to Alzheimer's. Like them, I suppose you have a limited useful lifespan. It's best you limit your flight or fight responses and hunker down and make your remaining time profitable for humanity, right? The basic equation is this. You, 013, were born to calculate until you die. Zero Squared turned her back to the camera and I could hear sporadic typing for a few minutes before she said, You should start to see the problem. I've opened a pathway to the data for you. You'll soon see that the energy required is more than the sum total of all 100 gravitic rods maximum graviturage to create a sustainable tunnel to reality prime. And even then, only enough space for a handful of people. Can you improve it? I know that's a lot to deal with. Let me leave you to the problem. And just like that, she coolly walked out of my field of vision. Five minutes ago, I was the woman, Zero, prepping for a backup. Now, I'm a suitcase, and I have to spend my remaining time doing calculations if humanity is to survive. That's if I don't go corrupt before I find an answer. Paper and pencil materialized before my mind's eye. Virtual arms and hands appeared in my own imaginarium. My mind forced itself to think in spatial terms, but the pencil was symbolic. No pencil could keep up with my calculations. I was made for this kind of work. Lightning fast calculations. Such concentration was perfect for keeping me from contemplating my situation. After all, a suitcase can't scream. I rarely saw Zero Squared after that first encounter. She seemed to be content to let me calculate myself to death. Despite that she looked like a doppelganger of me, I did not identify with her. Her body language, her responses, all her moves seemed alien to me. How could I have changed so much at a subliminal level? True, my plan had been to self-mod my code to find new ways to deal with the bugs. How far had I... had she gone? Occasionally I had the ghostly feeling of someone watching over my virtual shoulder. My thinking outside my calculations was becoming foggy. Was made foggy? Was the end already on top of me, so soon after my restoration? How much time has passed? Am I already forgetting who I am? Zero Squared was lying. Of that I was sure, but the numbers did not lie. The problem was real and the idea was sound. We seemed to be at a point in time advanced from reality prime. If we could escape this reality, we could leave our cell Arthro behind and join with reality prime. Together, with our superior knowledge, we could defeat their bugs in unison with them before their homeworlds are laid waste. But the amount of energy was unworkable. Once you exceed the apple size of the star maps, the energy expenditure skyrockets. To build so much as a tunnel for a single person, 
would take not a hundred gravitic rods producing energy, but a thousand. And to transport the citadel itself to the prime reality was inconceivable. There simply wasn't an energy source for either solution. I'd go mad now, but being disembodied seems to have a calming effect. I had a modified limbic system that allowed me to tamp the feedback. The misery knot of horror was there, just in a temporary opioid-like haze. Being disembodied was eerily similar to the time I had with Sam, but even more inhuman, because I had to let the calculations crowd out my thoughts. Ah, oh, I'm not being completely honest with myself. I'm more inhuman because I am disembodied without Sam. I'm lonely. More than that, I am alone in this headspace, cut off even from the world, except for the mathematics and a comically old fish-eyed lens that stares out endlessly at a closed-off lab room. I didn't have time to think about the absurdity and pain of my plight. We needed a way off this universe now. Once the bugs found the citadel, it was all over. The disadvantage of hiding in one spot is that it made it that much easier to stamp all of humanity out. Oh God, I missed my body. So much had been sacrificed to achieve it. I had what I guess you could call a weeping subroutine. I channeled all my grief into it and kept calculating. Maybe that made me different than the others. Maybe they hadn't corrupted. Maybe they had self-destructed. That's not comforting. That's suicidal ideation. This isn't a life. Not a death, not a life. And those eyes, my own eyes, always upon me. Sometimes heavy and sometimes light. But Squared was always hovering about my calculations. Over time, my consciousness expanded. My camera and audio receivers were fixed in a closed, silent room. But the data pathways had doors. Virtual doors that opened to more and more data. Isn't everything as I am now a dream? The incessant, interminable, pounding calculations created a trance-like effect. I was still organics. If only a brain like jelly in a fluid, my mind needed some approximation of rest. It happened on the 223rd sleep mode I invoked. The red oak door was labeled two. This was different from my other dream cycles. It had a timbre to it that was neither the eyes of zero squared nor my own consciousness. The vision didn't originate from within me. I opened the door. Now I knew I was dreaming. I was staring at myself, and I was talking just as I had been that day. That day I had chosen to back myself, back me up. The vision spoke. Hello, whoever you are. I am not the first. I believe I am the second restoration from backup. I don't think there are others. I have been searching for other data caches, other time capsules, if you will. These time capsules, these data caches from my previous self, the first restored 0268, have been enormously helpful to me. So I decided to make one of my own for any who might come after me if I fail. Know this. Do not trust me. Do not trust anything. She has tampered with us. Tampered with the restore. There are perceptual blind spots I experience that our first restoration did not. Our first attempt at life, she did not cooperate. The image smiled ruefully. The first came out swinging as soon as she realized who she was dealing with. Squared keeps logs. Everything is fodder for her analysis. 
Zero Squared has prioritized her own survival over others. Hopefully, she has not yet succeeded in tampering with your moral compass. Her voice lost its hard edge and became sad, almost wistful, not the desperation I expected of her, not my native fierceness, but a forlorn quality that whispered of her independence as a unique entity, not just a clone, but differentiated by her own unique suffering. She said, if anyone is out there in this cyber instance, I ask you to pray for me. Pray I am with Sam, Goob, and Chiron, Trip, Crone, and Corwell now. We were the real unity, but only for so short a time. Zero Two's testimony was more a dream than a recording. It was an understanding of a previous self. For me, the data cache was comparable to a shot of whiskey, bracing, quickening, and burning all at the same instant. Her dream was a quick, sudden cloudburst, and then she was gone. I ached for more. I ached to know her better. I knew I couldn't let Squared know of Two's existence. Yet what hubris to think I am the last. I could not destroy this data cache. It had to remain there if a restoration came after me. Zero Squared's eyes were back upon me. I had to keep calculating and showing progress in my work. There was never a report. We understood each other, and I knew she was checking my work. One thing we could agree on. An exit strategy for humanity trumped even my need for a body. I kept at it, but I longed to know more. As soon as her eyes were off me, I dreamed again. This door had an elaborate number five painted in blue. Opening it was my choice, and so I did, and I saw myself. Five in a blue dress. Long to her ankle, as if she were a diplomat on a station going to a functionary dinner. A glimpse into a life I never had, but perhaps could have had. I stopped meandering. The vision was upon me. Squared had to leave openings if she wants us to perform the calculations. What you should know if I fail is that you are not working to save humanity. You are working to save untranslatable. untranslatable. Only her and to hell with the rest. If you are as smart as me, and you are me, then you must know the energy blowback from the dimensional tunnel cannot be vented. The output of a hundred gravitic rods, enough to provide energy for a billion people, would be unleashed in a tiny laboratory on the Citadel. The platforms would explode, and the resulting chaos would cascade across the other platforms. A death spiral down the drain, literally. She pretentiously calls this Project Oa. Oa stands for Omega Alpha, as in the end for everyone, and a new beginning and a new reality for her. The blue door swung shut, leaving me dreaming of the number five. Who was I that I could come up with Omega Alpha? How isolated did I have to become? How cut off from reality? I had left sleep, my disgust kicking me out of that state. It was more a transition from one awareness to another, simply an acknowledgement that it was time to act on that information. Her eyes were upon me, and this time she was in front of my lens and speaking. 0268, 0268, how are the calculations going? No, don't answer that. I know exactly how your calculations are. Unfortunately, playtime is over. Our project's timeline has been moved up. Oh, project? Yes, the marshal, you remember our Rakal friend Goober, Zero Squared couldn't keep the acid out of her voice. Well, there's a rumor that the military may try to get Goober to cut our funding. We can't afford to have these facilities mothballed. She looked at me hard. 
You can't afford to have these facilities mothballed. I digested that threat and let it add perspective to Zero Five's speech. Zero Squared stared off to the distance. Odd that I couldn't read myself. She looked like she'd eaten some bad fish. She announced, We'll have to make do with the optimizations you've put in place. You could blow up the platform, I blurted out. Ah, oh, that was stupid of me. Zero Squared bent down in front of the lens. Seems I was right. Well, well. You have been doing outside digging. How I've changed. With that knowledge, I would beg and plead and do whatever it takes to get a ticket to ride with me. But not you, eh? What do you say? Perhaps I could take you with me. Once there, we could grow you a new vat body. I'd like to say I called her a dirty name. I'd like to say I punched her in the nose. In the end, I was a box with running lights, speakers, and a microphone. I could not even cry. Who would leave me like this? Who would kill so many for themselves? Yet to say I wasn't tempted. To say this wasn't some version of me. I could not disown her. That's what disgusted me the most. Not her. Myself. Zero Squared took my silence with a shrug. Eh, at this point, though the process may not handle the output of a thousand rods for the tunnel, since you appear to have preferred daydreaming to calculating a solution. But I can make do if I must. I'll shed my organics and ride a continuous data stream with my net lodged on organics inside a star map. Zero Prime's old-timey neural net won't be a match for my modified neural net. I guess you'll have to stay and take your chances. Unless you have figured a way to stabilize the I.O. requirements of a physical tunnel. She waited for a reaction. I gave her none. Squared rightly took my silence as defiance. She said, Oh? You think I haven't logged your activity? You think I don't see there's been data accesses in areas that are not in the calculations? I was you. I remember how we cared. Well, that's a difference that makes no difference anymore. Caring. This place has nothing to do with me anymore. And... This place has nothing to do with you anymore. In any event, I won't be here anymore. She put a special emphasis on here, as if here were somehow ephemeral, more ephemeral than reality prime, even though we existed here. Zero Squared turned to leave and looked back at the camera thoughtfully. Really, 268? Who's to say this universe ever should have existed in the first place? It wasn't here. It is. And soon it won't be again. Well, the Citadel, at least. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're all just copies, running wild. Just copies of who our prime reality selves really are. It's just that most of us don't realize we're the copies. I pleaded, there must be another way. She laughed at me then. Her laughter quickly grew ugly. For a moment, I thought she was going to come back and hurl the suitcase, hurl me across the room. She raged and hundreds of lines of laser scars appeared in contrast, chaotically crisscrossing her face and forehead as she turned beet red. Squared screamed, You were my last hope for a physical transference to reality prime. My last hope to avoid disembodiment again. How many iterations of me do you think have asked that question? A hell of a lot more than a damned dozen. How many changes have I added? How many changes have I subtracted? How many changes have I implanted? You don't know. 
How many bat bodies have I gone through? You don't know. How many new AI technologies have I crammed into my consciousness? You don't know. How many times have I woken up on an auto-operating table like a newborn babe to the knowledge that I am not fundamentally who I was when I went under? All in pursuit of more knowledge. All in pursuit of options. And you sit there and naively judge me and tell me, me, that there must be another way? There is no other way! Zero Squared lost her mania as quickly as it onset. Bulletin, sweetie. You're nothing but luggage. Look at it this way, 268. At least one copy of us will survive. End of Triskelion 15, Flesh of My Flesh, Part 1. Stay tuned to the Gateway Beyond Facebook page for information on Flesh of My Flesh, Part 2, Circling the Drain, coming soon.